Hi, Art Supply Posse. It's Kim. I'm delighted to bring you today's episode. She is an artist I've been following for some time. She shares how to make appropriate art via her YouTube channel. I've followed a couple of them myself and was pleasantly surprised by the results. Before I introduce her, I thought I'd remind you there is a couple of ways you can support the posse. You can subscribe so you never miss an episode. You could leave an iTunes review or you could consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com. Now let's get to the episode. Hello Flo, welcome to the Art Supply Posse. Hi, hi, thank you for having me here. It's my first podcast ever actually, so I'm very excited. Good, awesome. Now obviously I better do the right thing and actually get you to introduce yourself before we launch in because I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your surname because I know I will get it wrong. A silly Australian who will just get it completely and utterly wrong. So I'm going to leave it to you to say your first name and surname because I don't want to get it wrong because that would be highly embarrassing. <laughs> and I've done enough of getting names wrong in the past, as the listeners will no doubt tell you. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the exact reason why I call myself Flo because it's so hard to pronounce <laughs> my name in English. It's Flo is short for Florcha. Florcha. But, well, yeah, that just, it doesn't sound right in English. <laughs> so we'll just go with flow. Well, flow we'll, is, we'll go with the flow. <laughs> we'll go with the flow, most definitely. So, yeah. Who exactly is flow then? Well, well, that, that could be a very deep question, actually. It can depending be. on yeah. like, your interpretation. <laughs> it can be, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, flow, flow is actually a very, um, yeah, ordinary, ordinary girl or woman actually but I always feel very young even though I'm not that young anymore (laughs) trying to live an extraordinary life um, and always trying to do what what's fun and exciting and that's how I ended up becoming a procreate tutorial creator Um, I, I create tutorials on YouTube and they are perfect for beginners. I always try to make tutorials that that are perfect for anyone who doesn't even have experience with drawing or with Procreate. I try to make them as easy as possible, taking people through every single step. You, you nail that. It's fantastic. Every, <laughs> every time I've done one of your tutorials, I'm like, you just make it make sense. And it's like, it's you're creating something amazing without it being so difficult like when I first downloaded Procreate I was literally scared I was like there is no way I can do anything like I can't get anywhere near this and I think I literally just searched YouTube for tutorials and I'm pretty sure that's how I came across you and I'm like oh my goodness like I made art following your tutorials I'm like this is amazing so you definitely you definitely get that right that's for sure <laughs> Uh, that's so awesome to hear. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't be able to do it without my my boyfriend. Actually, he does all my editing, and he is like a well. I'm sorry, um, boyfriend. <laughs> He's a total art noob. He he really can't draw, even though he has watched all of my tutorials, of course, because he has been editing them. He um yeah, he just he can't draw. So I always try to imagine I'm I'm guiding him through the process, yeah. and if he's telling me. Like flow, I don't understand this. You need to explain it uh, in a better way, easier way. I'll I'll listen to him and I'll try to make it even easier. 
So he is a great guide for me. Sounds sounds like the perfect person to have. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So how did you originally get into art? Well, I was, I guess I was like three or four. It's I started very young and I guess I just found, yeah, well, I found out that I, I was pretty good at it, I guess, as a toddler yeah. <laughs> when I was very young. My parents encouraged me. They uh, they told me I was doing a great job. And the kids in my classroom, they they just ganged up on me when I was drawing and looking at what I was creating and asking me to make drawings for them. So that's when I experienced that maybe that was something I was good at. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how it all started, I guess. I always enjoyed drawing. I found classes not that interesting. So I was always drawing during class, yep. uh, filling up my my notebooks with with drawings. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I when I got older, I never imagined that I could get like a art career. Mm -hmm. I um I always felt like I, I wanted to make my parents proud and my family proud, and I thought that with an art career. Well, that wouldn't be the way to become successful. I always thought I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So I was scared joining art school. So I never did. I never went to art school. Wow. I actually uh, I actually went to university and studied psychology instead. <laughs> it's totally different. Totally different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a great experience, though. Sure. I'm sure you learned. And what? And what? <laughs> Sorry? I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot, just not about art. <laughs> <laughs> other other important stuff. Yeah. And and while I was in university, I actually watched a lot of uh, Bob Ross uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. And it was actually, I was so busy studying that I didn't really make art anymore. Besides the little doodles in my notebooks yep. during uh, during class. But I watched a lot of Bob Ross, uh, even though I didn't paint myself yep. th those days. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, say and it's funny because, like, he's can't like the whole just watching it is relaxing. Like, not even necessarily. Yeah, super relaxing. It's just relaxing, and that's why they enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because these days some people call me like the Bob Ross of digital art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, yeah. it's funny. I know. Back in those days, I never imagined I would be doing something like this and creating my own art tutorials. So how did you get from, like, studying what you studied at university to actually, like, because you said you weren't doing really doing any much in the way of art whilst you are at university. So no. what happened afterwards? Did you start to just pick it up again and then it went from there? Or how did that come? How did that leak? No. Well, I had some periods of of drawing and painting. I always kept enjoying it, but never really did anything serious with it. I just um, I just studied psychology, and after that, I got like a day job at an office. And uh, well, I got kids yep. back then, and so it was fine having a day job like that, having some security. But I wasn't really really happy. Mm -hmm. At an office, I always felt like I needed to do something creative. So even though it wasn't my job, I always tried finding stuff to do creatively. So making like flyer designs or stuff like that, which wasn't even my my job. But I always tried finding stuff like that in my day job to, 
to keep being creative. And back in those days, I started to get a new interest in drawing, and I wanted to to get a DSLR camera mm-hmm. to make my own reference images. So I asked, well, I talked about it with my boyfriend. Let, let's go and get a professional or more professional camera. So we got that. And then he actually took off with the camera. <laughs> he was very, <laughs> oh, no. well, he didn't really took off, but he, he, he got very enthusiastic about photography. Oh no. So he, he kept, he kept going out on the street, doing street photography. He went to like a photography uh, school <laughs> to learn more about photography. And then one day he said, you know what? We can become photographers. Then we can do something creatively. Let's become like a duo. <laughs> and at first I thought, well, like a duo photographers. That doesn't sound like such a great idea. Is that really a thing? <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But then I found out that there are actually like these duo wedding photographers. Yeah. There are there are really great great duos out there. Um, and I started to take it more seriously. I started practicing photography myself. Yeah. And soon we got our first wedding gig, and we and we became wedding photographers. Oh. And I got out of my day job, and we were actually pretty successful uh, wedding photographers for about five or six years. Wow. So I was able to to work creatively and uh, yes. be way happier than in my office day job. And it's it's a funny it's a funny story because uh, always before we were shooting a wedding, we invited the wedding couples over at our house mm-hmm. and we would just have a chat, getting to know them because it's a very intimate thing to, yeah. to uh, make photos on a wedding and one of these grooms he had an instagram account and he told us about his instagram account and how he was pretty big he had like i don't know 12k followers and we were really impressed uh, by it and he got like free stuff (laughs) uh, free uh, free phones and afterwards when he when he left we talked about instagram and oh maybe we can do something with instagram maybe we should Pick that up because that sounds really cool. <laughs> so we both got into that. My boyfriend started a photography account and I started drawing again and posting that on Instagram. And after a while, my Instagram account took off <laughs> in a ridiculous way. <laughs> and um, yeah, that that's how it all started, actually. Wow. Just We just started for fun. Yeah. It, it, everything in my life always starts just for fun, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, like photography and uh, drawing. It was also always something that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just started drawing again, posting it. And then when it took off, I started to realize that maybe I could really do something yeah. with it. Maybe I really could have an art career. Yeah, definitely. And that, yeah, that's, that's the story. It's a- and now I'm here. Sorry, I love it. So then how did you go from just, drawing every day to like what did you actively decide to start procreate as your main thing or was that a chance thing that you came to procreate like how did that part of it happen uh, well I saw other artists on Instagram working with procreate and I thought it looked really really cool I thought I need to have that app but I didn't have an iPad and 
Well, iPads are pretty expensive, so yes. Well, I just I I just stuck with Photoshop, which I already had with the Wacom Wacom yep. tablet. Yep. So I just stuck with that, but then, well, we started to well get in need of more money. We didn't have a lot of weddings, and we we felt like we needed more security. So I decided to get another day job. Yep. To have an extra extra job, and then I would have to commute to work mm-hmm. um, by train. And I said, "Okay, it's fine if I get another day job, but I need an iPad. I need an iPad to work in a train. I need to create art during uh, yeah. during that half hour in the train." Yeah. And that's when I when I got an iPad and Procreate, and started to make videos and tutorials with Procreate. And I didn't have to, I didn't need to keep that day job for such a long time because after half a year, I thought, no, I need to quit this. I need to focus on on YouTube and on our tutorials. Good. That's great. Like that's, you, you took a slight sidestep by getting that day job, but you did the right thing by going, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to do what I really want to do, which is get that iPad and get Procreate and work on that yeah. and then you were yeah pretty quickly able to get rid of that job and that's that's great like the really that's goals for quite a lot of people so it's good and it's good that you saw that opportunity you didn't just go oh well now I just have to stay working and you know the the app can that could be a dream or another thing that wouldn't happen the fact you actually seize that that opportunity is pretty cool that's pretty amazing and I mean we wouldn't be here today without it <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, but still it's scary to do something like that, especially when you have kids. Yeah. It's it's quite the leap that you take because well, we we had we had times where we really we were really struggling and having multiple jobs, multiple like freelance uh gigs that we well, that we had to do to keep paying the bills. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's not easy to to pursue an art career, no. I guess. I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a leap of fate. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad that I'm here. Yeah, it paid off, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So how did you, like, how did you develop your artistic style? Because I know a lot of people, particularly who are new to, to art, get a bit caught up and they get a bit worried about how to find their style and to to not necessarily be um you know copying not copying but you know like trying not to trying to be different I guess like how did you how did Flo find her style and then what would you say to someone who was sort of in that that worrying loop of oh I don't feel like I've got my style yet I I feel like a lot of people struggle with that indeed and that it's a like a really big focus for a lot to get their own or find their own art style. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still developing my style. I don't really feel like I have like really my own style and, and that's okay. I, I think the most important thing is to, to just, well, do what you do, what you like, uh, have fun and just create the stuff that you like. And that can be copying someone else's work. But eventually, as you as you move along and copy the things that you like and take from that what you enjoy and what you uh, find pleasing to to look at, and eventually it'll it'll start evolving into your own style. You'll pick things from different artists or from different styles 
and it'll it'll become yours eventually but it's it, i don't think it's something you consciously uh, pick or decide it's not something that okay this is my style this is what i'm going for it's so, something that's evolving over time and yeah i feel like perhaps people when they look at my stuff they they'll see oh that's that's art with flow that's her style well i'm not even very conscious about it mm -hmm. what my style is I'll, i'll just create what i what i enjoy and then afterwards when you look at your work you might see like a common a common style yeah. overall over your work yeah. well you didn't even pick that consciously it was the same for me with photography i didn't pick a photography style consciously mm -hmm. and i i also struggled with that but what's What's our photography style? What should I call it? And how should I promote it to, yeah. to potential uh, wedding couples? But then I just started looking at my, my work mm -hmm. and I noticed these things. I started to just analyze it and notice that it had a lot of color. It was always very cheerful, a lot of emotions. And that's how I, I figured out what my style was, mm -hmm. not by picking it, yeah. but by looking at my work afterwards. Yeah. That's a good, that's a great tip. I think you've just, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. I won't ask that of anyone ever again. That is perfect. You've just got it all summed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so I think, I think one of the key things, I guess, is, I mean, you know, your YouTube is huge. I don't remember the last time i actually checked to see how many subscribers you've got but it's it's rather significant i'm not sure either <laughs> but you have done the other really key thing i think particularly um as a working artist is you've got you've got your own patreon as well now so can you share with with the listeners and with us like how like why did you decide on on patreon as well and simply instead of just youtube only and then like cuz i know as a subscriber to your emails i get them every week so i know why why you have the two and when what the two are differentiated because obviously patreon you get more from you than you do on just the youtube but can you share with yeah. listeners like and why it's important if people want to support you and and are in that financial position to support you What what does it do? Like, where does it? What does it give them as well as you? Uh, well, I decided to start with Patreon. Well, it, it was another another leap. Mm -hmm. I heard about it. I saw other artists have a Patreon account, and I talked about it with other artists um, who were also thinking about starting a Patreon account. Yep. And I thought, yeah, well, maybe, maybe it can work. Uh, yep. Just YouTube income, that's just not enough to support yourself as an artist. Yep. Perhaps when you are like really, really big <laughs> and have really tons of views, but then still YouTube, it's a great commitment. If you have to do that for like 10, 20 years, the rest of your life, it's, yep. I don't think that's, that's really possible. Not for me. In any case, I'm not like that this vlogger mm -hmm. that people uh, follow. It, it's it's different when you make tutorials, I guess. So I needed something else outside of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where Patreon came in. I wanted to, to have um, that YouTube, YouTube needed to be something that that's for everyone. You don't need any drawing experience. You don't need to want to become an artist. It's just for fun. Everyone can do it. 
And I wanted to have that next next step, next level for those who want more, who really want to learn how to how to draw or just need more tutorials. Yeah, that's what I wanted to share at Patreon. Um, so yeah, at, at first when I started at Patreon, I was really uh, searching for the right uh, way to present my content, for the right content to make. I started with Photoshop tutorials also, and I just didn't have the right form mm-hmm. yet. And over time, it's developing and it's still developing, just like I'm still working on improving my YouTube tutorials and the overall experience. I'm working at Patreon as well to to give my patrons a better experience listening to what they want. Yeah. That's that's super important. Also at YouTube, I I listen to what people want and create that. Um yeah, like uh ask and demand. Yeah. I just try to to yeah to give everyone what they what they need and want. And at Patreon, yeah did people just get a little bit more of me. They get the opportunity to to chat with me and I share a lot of, of my brushes and just go, well, I share a bit more of my process. Mm-hmm. You can draw these videos I make. They are, um, yeah, like it's, it's not the process I go through when making art. Yep. There is a whole process before I make the, you can draw this video of yep. sketching, of yep. thinking about the colors. Yep. There, there's a whole, like hours or days of process before that yeah and at patreon i i give people a bit more of a peek into my mind into my process Mm -hmm. i share my entire process i don't have any secrets people can ask me anything and i share i share everything yeah and it's just it's more in depth and i share more of my of my process and my thought process i think it feels more of more like a community patreon like there's more you feel like you've got more of a direct contact with the person you're supporting yeah and and that that seeing the behind the scenes stuff or the bit of the process stuff i think that it helps in many ways because especially for people that are wanting to maybe step their art up to the next level they can sort of they realize oh yeah there is a lot more to it and this is how i can do it and i think that's a really that's a really key thing like it's a really important thing for people to to know that it's not just these slick videos that they see there's a lot more that goes on around that no. as well yeah definitely and i i also i always try to to encourage people to also follow other artists my ways of doing things that's not like the way yep. of creating art or my process isn't always like the most handy of processes i i mess things up as well i make mistakes and i show those mistakes at patreon and i i always encourage people to also check out the processes the ways of working of other artists and just pick what works for you Mm. my my ways of working it it might not work in the same way for you yeah yeah i think that's the important thing is and it's one of the really good things about art is there are so many different ways to approach something and to do something and you just take what works for you and if you try something and it doesn't work throw it away and try another way like it's there's no there's not really yeah. any rules you know it's whatever works yeah there are so many roads that lead to rome uh, mm-hmm. in well where you talk about art yeah. and creating definitely okay so you 
also have Skillshare. There's some Skillshare classes as well going on in there. So you are all over the place. But this is, but what? Yeah. <laughs> like aside from aside from the reality of needing to earn an income as a as a living art, like as a working artist, what do you enjoy about teaching? Like, because obviously you are in a few places as a, as a teacher. You, I'm not sure if you think of yourself as a teacher or an instructor, but that's certainly what you are. Well, part is a big part of what you do. So, what what is it about that that you enjoy, and what what do you get from that? I guess we all kind of. I guess we all enjoy doing what we are good at. Yeah. And I I don't like saying that I'm really good at it, but that's what people tell me. So that's enjoyable, of course. And I like doing what I enjoy. And when I'm teaching, when I'm making tutorials, I am able to create art. And I'm able to to share the joy of creating art, and that's that's what I like about it. And the responses I get, people they're really, yeah, it can really help people. There are quite a lot of people that feel like stressed out, especially these days, mm-hmm. and that tell me that that following the tutorials is really relaxing, and they they feel good. They they follow the steps, and they end up with something that they like and that they can feel proud of. And I, well, like Eek the Cat said, it never hurts to help. And I, I always enjoy helping people and sharing that joy, making them happy. And that's what I can do by making my tutorials. And at the same time, I'm having fun creating stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Definitely, definitely. So I'm curious to know, what actually inspires you? Like, is it, is it, are you inspired by people are you inspired by places other art like where what inspires you so many things i i always feel like i get too much inspiration and not enough time to <laughs> create everything that i want to create yeah i can really get inspired by anything i can get inspired by a drawing my kids might make or they come up with ideas and tell me like mom you need to to draw like I made an like this reversible octopus mm-hmm. um, plushie. Yep. And that was an idea by my daughter. She said, you need to draw this plushie, <laughs> this octopus. Uh, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> and, but also when I watch movies or TV series, when I look at photos online, or when I just walk through nature, I might see like a scene and think, hey, this is a you can draw this <laughs> drawing. <laughs> I can see it, like the sun and the trees, and it can really be anything uh, that inspires me. Is there anything that you particularly like to draw or create more than something else? Like, there is a is there a subject you find yourself wanting to do more often, or are you do you push yourself to get out of your comfort zone as well? Like, if there is a thing you love, do you then go, all right, well, I need to maybe not do that for a while and do something else? Well, it's hard because. I spend a lot of time every week creating the tutorials and thinking about ways of simplifying things. So it takes up a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to create my my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still enjoy creating the tutorials, but there are things that I would like to explore more. I really enjoy uh, painting landscapes and like cute little streets and houses. Mm-hmm. I would really like to work on that more and and develop my style in that area more 
working more stylized and with bright colors. It, in my free time, I try to to work on that, but yeah, there's n- there's not a lot of free time to go around. <laughs> I don't think there is. Any- but there's yeah. The- <laughs> Sorry, I don't think anyone has enough free time really. <laughs> no. <laughs> so are you? I'm curious then that. Let's say you had free time and let's say you were able to work on, you know, your landscapes or something. Is that in Procreate as well or are you doing that in a completely different medium? No, I only work in Procreate. Cool. That's awesome. That is really cool. So do you think part of... Yeah, it's just so convenient. Yeah, that was just what I was about to ask you. Is the convenience why (laughs) so important? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can just have my iPad lying on the table and then just grab it every once in a while and and draw something. You don't need to turn on your computer or you don't need to go and grab your paints and your brushes. It's just so easy to just even get like 10 minutes of making a sketch when I get an idea. You can always grab it. It's just so easy. I really, I really love it. I can take it anywhere. Yeah, I I, I can't live without my iPad anymore, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Apple love that that statement from any of us that say these things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should pay me. Yeah, yeah. The good thing too, I guess, is there's no mess. Like you haven't got anything to pack up, yeah. nothing to clean up. You can take it everywhere and you're never gonna run out of paper. <laughs> yeah, and the paint doesn't have to dry. And with like drawings on paper, they well, you need to store them somewhere. I always lose them. Mm. I know I have a bunch of drawings and paintings on paper and on canvas. I just don't know where they are. Sometimes I find something like an old drawing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I remember making that. Where was it? But yeah, with with your iPad, you can just drop it in the cloud and you will always have it. Mm. And it's always easy to to find it. But yeah, it's, it's just way more convenient. Definitely. Is there anything you don't like to draw? I like a lot of things. The only thing I guess I don't like to draw is perhaps vehicles, like cars. Yep. I like cars. I like looking at cars, driving cars, but drawing, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> and I like technical stuff. That's just not really my thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just too complicated. Yeah, simple is better. <laughs> yeah. So now I know you and I, right before we started recording, we did mention that um, you're not currently in your normal studio space because you've moved and things are in the middle of, you know, upheaval that goes with moving. But let's pretend you were in your studio space. What does it look like? Because I know I'm, I'm always curious and I know lots of listeners are too, like particularly when we're talking to an artist who makes art for a living, People, I think, might get in their mind some great big, you know, space that's perfect and has everything everywhere. And, of course, you just need an iPad so you and a pencil. You don't really need the world's fanciest studio. However, you do make videos and you do all these other things. So what, what's your, your studio space like when it exists? When it's when once it's finished, well, I wish I had a fancy studio with everything with like lots of stuff around you that's very inspiring, like figurines and books and perfect lighting, but that's not the case, unfortunately. 
I um I in my previous house I used to work in my attic, which mm-hmm. was like a studio slash a gym space for my boyfriend. We have like a gym at home, and then I would just work uh, there. But in our new home, I'll be working in the closet under the stairs. <laughs> I'll be going Harry Potter. <laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super small, but yeah. It's nothing fancy. It'll just be like a small table, a lighting setup, and like a little chair. And that'll be it. That, that'll be my studio space. I hope you don't get claustrophobic. But sound-wise, no, no, not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but sound-wise, it's perfect. It's small, a small confined space, so I won't get any like echo sounds. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, we, well, we live in Amsterdam, so we don't have a lot of space there. Yeah. So you need to be creative. Yeah. Totally opposite to me. I'm I'm on an acre. We have an acre block and we have plenty of room and we have a big house and it's just <laughs> completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, total, total opposite. Yeah, it would be great. Perhaps someday I'll have a fancy studio. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you just you don't need a lot to, to record. Mm. ipad uh, tutorials and it's fine i think it's it's just funny and i think i think too one of the things people can do particularly beginner beginners at art can get in their mind that if they haven't got everything right if they don't have the right lighting if they don't have the right materials if they don't have the right space like that they can't make the art they want to make and i think it's important to realize you can make art literally anywhere, whether it's on your iPad or whether it's in a sketchbook, you can make it work. You know, sometimes it's yeah. not convenient and you might get yeah. everywhere or you might, you know, any number of things, but put that aside, you don't have to have a perfect studio. No, definitely not. You can create art anywhere. All you need is a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and you can get started. You don't need a fancy equipment. That's not what what's making the art. Yeah, good point. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are you making art every day? Like, how good are you at your time management? Do you find yourself having to stop and getting a look on your face that tells me time management mightn't be the best thing? <laughs> I am awful when it comes to time management it's really not (laughs) i really i'm awful i i don't spend every day uh, creating art sometimes my my entire day is filled with answering emails or working on my website or preparing videos or the newsletter so i guess when it comes to making art perhaps four days a week Mm -hmm. in which i i create but it's well i'm just all over the place um when it comes to time management i i don't have a set schedule i well like i said i just go with the flow (laughs) and whenever i have time i will i will work i will create and sometimes when the weather is great i'll decide well let's i'll just let go of everything and go outside and have some time to relax because that's also very important where you are an artist yeah. to also enjoy your free time, spend time with friends and family yeah. because it's very easy when you, when you work as a freelancer or yeah, 
do something like I'm doing to to just totally get lost in work and keep well keep working. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's hard to get out of that. Yeah, that yeah yeah that mind like that mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you like? It's sometimes hard. No, you're right. Go. It's sometimes hard. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to to stay like balanced to keep that balance between working life and personal life. It's it's it can be pretty demanding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, and I hear a lot of people say that, like, working artists. That's their biggest thing. I think for most people is learning how to switch off and learning how to take time for yourself to recharge so as you can do the art and can can remain focused when you're working. Yeah, and I think it can, it, it's pretty common in, in all artists to be very hard on yourself mm-hmm. and to be yeah really push yourself a lot. And I think we all just need to relax some more <laughs> and not be that that hard on ourselves. Mm. But I I I fall in that pitfall as well, of course. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. We just have to remind each other to to stay relaxed and to take that time off. Definitely. So what would you suggest to someone? So let's let's say uh, a listener has got super inspired from hearing you talk about about procreate and and your tutorials aside from going to your tutorials, what would you say to somebody that would like to start learning Procreate or even just digital art in general? You know, what what, what would you suggest? What tips and suggestions, tricks, that kind of thing? Well, that's super easy, of course. It just needs to look me up on YouTube <laughs> and follow a tutorial. <laughs> I always guide everyone through all the steps and you'll learn, you'll learn by doing. And I think that's the most fun way yeah. to learn about like an app like Procreate to just be creating and along the way you'll learn about the features. Yeah. It's no fun reading a book about it and go through all the features. That's just boring. <laughs> Following a tutorial is just a great way to learn but also once you've watched some tutorials just go a- go ahead and experiment yourself and try out different things. Um and and just don't get lost in all the features and all the brushes. I know a lot of people buy a lot of brushes or download a whole bunch of free brushes and you just get lost in all and all that stuff and you don't know what to use anymore yeah i i get lost in my own brushes sometimes <laughs> but yeah just try to keep it simple just try just grab like a sketching pencil from procreate and and work with that with like minimum stuff minimum brushes mm-hmm. and, and work with that to get a feel for the app and and also just using like a sketching pencil from Procreate, it feels more like traditional drawing. So it's a, like an easy transition. And also don't expect too much from yourself when starting out with digital art mm-hmm. because it's, well, there's a learning curve. I, um, I had trouble at first as well, especially when I started out with Photoshop and, and like a, a drawing pad, which, well, it's off screen. So mm-hmm. you need to work on how to how to move your pen and then you'll see it on the screen and you ne- it needs to click in your brain so that was quite a steep uh, learning curve mm. and for procreate as well i really needed to well I, I really needed time to get used to the app and how it works and how it responds to to what i do to my movements and how the brushes respond 
So yeah, just don't don't be in a rush. Take your time, relax, and just have fun along the way. Don't expect uh, great results in like a day, <laughs> except for when you follow my tutorials, of course. Exactly. <laughs> then you'll get instant. <laughs> then you'll get instant results. Instant gratification. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's- yeah, but people they they expect so much from themselves. I I feel like with social media, like the bar is set so high for everyone, and everyone feels like they need to to yeah, make these great accomplishments to make great art. Well, I feel like it should just be about having fun and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. and and relax. Don't don't yeah don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And that's that's really what I want to what I want to share with my tutorials. Just the fun of creating, and not not having to to um, yeah. I can't find the word. Well, <laughs> I, I know. Like, if I think about when I've followed your tutorials, how I fit because I do still because I don't do a lot of Procreate. I'd like to do more. Just I just don't at the moment, and I always feel very. Even now, a little intimidated, but I find myself once I start following one of your tutorials and I get to the end, I feel a really good sense of achievement. I feel like I've also learnt a lot. That's the one thing I I must I notice and I really appreciate is I will let's say I'll do one of your tutorials and then the next day I might do another one or, or a week later or whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's that thing. That's we use that brush to get to this, or we did that technique to get to this. And you realize as you're going, you're not. It's not until after that you think, oh, I've just learned how to do that thing, and I wasn't even aware I was learning it at the time. Like, and I think that's a really important thing. Is it's like you're learning, but you don't quite realize just how much you're learning until sort of you get to the end, or until you've done a couple of them, and you're like, oh yeah, that's how you do that. And it's it's not second nature yet, but it's certainly easier to um, it's easier to feel like you're learning. And I think that's a really important thing. And I think definitely with your tutorials, that's something that that comes through and is is fantastic. And that's why I'd say to any listener who wants to give it a go, definitely follow one because you will be very happy with your results at the end. <laughs> you are learning a lot as you're going as well. And that's great because that. That can build your confidence to create your own stuff. Yeah. Once you've got that feeling of accomplishment, that yeah, it can really build build your confidence in art. Yeah. And, and it's just every story I get through email or DM of people that that feel great after following the tutorials, or or there are people that really uh, for for who it really helps dealing with anxiety, for instance, mm-hmm. and really. It's a way to relax for them. Every story I get, it, it's it's just wonderful. It really, it, it's such a great drive for me to continue doing this. Definitely. Well, as someone who has gotten a lot and has learned a lot from you, but thank you very much. <laughs> it's a, that's great to hear. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm glad I stumbled across you across your channel and. Um, yeah, it's, you do impact you impact my life. There you go. That's that probably sounds like a big statement, but it's true. You have impacted my life in a positive way. So wow! Thank you for that. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's that's really amazing. You don't have to say anything. 
Um, but what, <laughs> what I want to know before we wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Have we missed anything you would wanted to share with anyone with us or how are you feeling about your first podcast? <laughs> I think it was great. Um, yeah, I, I still need to need to get used to the whole medium, I think. Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. perhaps um, there will be future podcasts in which I will be uh, featured. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's um, yeah, it's exciting. And I, I don't know what else I would like to talk about, actually. I'll, I'll probably think of a lot of stuff after we have wrapped up, probably. Oh, that's how it happens always. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll think, oh, why didn't I say this? Why did I forget about that? <laughs> it happens, don't worry, it happens. <laughs> Maybe we should schedule in a date for like in six months or 12 months and you can go, right, these are all the things I forgot to talk to you about last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's cover them. Yeah, and then, I'll tell, and then I'll tell about my great studio uh, in the closet under the stairs. <laughs> <sighs> that that image, I was just... It's it's quite a fun one. It's quite a fun one. <laughs> yeah, my friends laugh about it. They'll, they'll tell me like, "Oh, if your if your followers will will learn about this, they will laugh at you." <laughs> they will. Though. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, you everyone's free to laugh. <laughs> yeah, you don't need much to create. <laughs> no, no. And I think it's uh, it's a good trade to. Uh, ridicule yourself yeah. every once in a while definitely <laughs> don't take things too serious yeah definitely so where is the best place for people to find you online where's the easiest place to get to you to get to all the things oh well the easiest place is just artwithflow.com i guess because mm -hmm. there you'll find links to my youtube to my newsletter to patreon to just about everywhere yeah i guess still working on improving my website every day so um yeah it'll change over time working on improving everything every day it's it's a constant like struggle or or challenge actually it's not really a struggle but a challenge to keep improving my videos and all the content online because well i'm not the only one creating tutorials these days there there are a lot of people out there doing the same thing so i need to i need to keep evolving making new stuff so we got some nice plans for the future for new videos uh, uh yeah very excited good good to hear well thank you so much flo for joining me i just love this chat it's been fantastic thank you so much it was my pleasure thank you for having me here ah my pleasure as well <laughs>